Hi there, I'm Janet Quinlan, and this is Finding Joy in Motherhood, the podcast for women who are looking for practical tools and words of encouragement to create an orderly, joyful, faith and virtue-driven home. I'll share tips to create mindset shifts that change the way you discipline your children, love your husband, and enjoy your day. This podcast is about coaching women to be the best woman God is calling her to be. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome to episode number 134, our anniversary special. So if you've been listening to this podcast now for, I guess, about a year and a half, you know that I have never, ever had the courage to bring on a guest. And I am showing how courageous I am because I've invited my husband, Michael, to be my very first guest. Because when this podcast episode is being published, it is our 38th wedding anniversary. So I thought it would be fun, and you can tell already that this is not going to be the scripted and edited version that you usually get, but maybe it'll be a little more fun. So I asked Michael to get a man's perspective and also my perspective on three different areas. Number one is what makes a happy marriage. Number two are what are gifts a husband needs from his wife. And the third one is how to raise happy, faith-filled children. Now look, before we begin, I want to uh, give my disclaimer and let you know that this is what's worked for us. And uh, it has been 38 years. We have had some really great years and we have had some not really great years, as with every marriage. But I do think that we have learned a lot and we have grown a lot. And so hopefully what we're sharing with you will help you grow in your own marriage. Okay, Michael, introduce yourself. Well, I'm, I'm your husband. I, I'm, I'm Michael. And let me just say right off the bat, it's such an honor to be here. I, I think I kind of feel like um, we're making a little history. You think? The first guest on your podcast, and in fact, my first uh, foray into any form of podcasting. Okay, before we give you our advice, I do want to tell you a little bit about our relationship. So Michael and I met when he was a second year law student and I was a senior in college. We met at Notre Dame and um, he was a little inebriated when we met. So he had the courage to actually speak to me. And I actually happened to be on another date with someone. And as we walked out of the bar where we met, I turned to my girlfriend and I said, I think I'm going to marry that guy. And what she didn't know is that I would see Michael at daily mass at one of the boys' dorms. And so I knew that there was something about him that I was very attracted to. First of all, it was his spirituality. And then it was his Levi's jeans and his members-only jacket. And most of you are too young to even know what a members-only jacket is. But anyway, short story short, we got engaged eight weeks later. And here we are, 38 years later. All right, so with that intro, go ahead, Michael, and tell us the first thing, what do you think makes for a happy marriage? Well, I think the first thing that we have to have is we have to be selflessly committed to each other. Um, 
I think that each spouse has to be willing to lay down his life. And I, you may recall that was what I, I said to you on our wedding day. Um, so I, I, I think it's quite clear for, over the last 38 years, I haven't always been perfect doing that from day to day, but I think that that has to be the goal. That has to be the, that has to be the commitment that we make to each other. And that's the thing for which we, that I feel like I have to hold myself accountable to um, daily haven't always been uh, on top of that, but I think the reason we've survived this long and thrived really, prospered, is because that has been the, the heart and center of our um, commitment to each other. And if that's too esoteric, <laughs> you'll cut it out. <laughs> Can you tell Michael's an attorney? And I am a grade school teacher, so we are very different in the way we approach things but um okay anything else michael well i mean i think it's also i mean it can be off-putting i think to think that you know what my whole life has got to be about uh, forgetting about myself and serving other people but i think we think about it that's that's the fundamental um paradox of the christian life right um jesus showed us how to be truly human and the way he did that was dying for us on the cross and i think that um we are truly, fully human. We reach our full fulfillment, our genuine, deepest joy when we live in relationships of love and total self-giving to one another. And of course, the, you know, the, the perfect uh, image of that, example of that, is married love between a husband and a wife. So that is, that is I guess, kind of an intellectual answer, but um, I think we can get into some of the practical things as we, as we talk further. Okay, and then let me just add, I'm probably saying the same thing that you're saying, but only with my words. Um, I believe that spouses have to love as I have loved you, as Jesus said. Love as I have loved you. And as you said, that's a sacrificial love. I think that it means that we forgive again and again and again, as Jesus said, seven times, 70 times. Even when we don't want to, especially when we don't feel like it, if we want the big picture goal, which is to have a long, happy, faith-filled union with children, grandchildren, and God willing, great-grandchildren, it requires a lot of forgiving on both sides. I think that marriage is that path to sanctity, and it's a path for, for both partners. Whether you're the one being pruned because you need to be called to be better, or you're the one who's doing the pruning, which is also very difficult and also requires an understanding of what you're doing, why you're doing it, and how you're doing it. Marriage changes us as we're challenged to be better. And I believe that spouses need to challenge each other to be better, not in a whiny, complaining, crabby way, but in a loving way. Okay, Michael, tell us what you think wives can do to nurture their husbands. And if there's something I don't know about that I should have been doing all these years, <laughs> it's a little late now to tell me, but listen, go ahead and lay it on me. <laughs> well, um, I think, I, think well, I, I guess I can point to the things that you've really done well. Um, and and um, I think I would add to some of the things you you said before too is um, uh, well 
patience goes a long way, I think, in a marriage. Um, but I think that uh, the first thing that I think a husband needs from his wife is is basic fundamental respect. Um, and, and that comes in the form of having confidence in him, expressing your confidence in him and his ability to be the, the uh, provider for the family. And, uh, and also in that regard to hold him um, accountable for that role because that's in fact where a husband's, a man's uh, great personal fulfillment comes from. And if he's not able to do that, um, or if he's discouraged in the way he's trying to do that because he's not feeling respected um, by his wife, then that can be problematic. And I would also say that uh, men need a lot, of, I mean, I think we all need affection, but I think that uh, you know, men need affection in, in the different ways that, that suits their personalities. And I think that that involves uh, emotional availability as well as, um, you know, physical touch and um, affection. So, um, so those are, those are two things. I think that, um, I think that we all have to be patient with one another and always to be uh, kind. And these are really things I suppose that can go both ways. But um, I think that um, patience and kindness are the things that you know we men need when we we screw up as we often do, and uh, you need to be there to sort of hold us accountable. Um, and you need to be, I think, in many respects, courageous. Women need to be courageous, in, well, albeit gentle, right, in in correcting us when we need to be corrected, and we often do. And we need to be challenged often, and and I think that can be done always in a charitable way. And finally, I think that, I mean, if I'm just summarizing a few big ideas here, I think that, um, I think wives need to be, uh, I don't know what the right, right word is, um, sensitive or, or responsible. I think, well, let me put it to you this way. I feel like I owe you um, the responsibility or the obligation to be my best self. And I think that, uh, I think that, I try to work at that in terms of being um, a good provider and also, um, you know, by keeping in shape, by, um, you know, not getting slovenly and, and not sort of taking you for granted. And I think, I think that's the risk we all run in a marriage when we, we begin to take one another for granted, that we sort of let things go. I think what keeps a marriage fresh and uh, is when we are still sort of... Um, trying to win the other over on a day-to-day -day basis. And I think that's how we, after 38 years, really are happy together because we do. Yeah, I D thought day it was... In day, day out. Day I... in and day out, we still, we still try to delight one another. And you certainly do delight me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> He's trying to get some points here. No, so I thought it was interesting that um, one of our adult children, our adult daughter, a few months ago, said to me, what's up with you and dad? And I just kind of looked at her like, what do you mean what's up with us? And she said, there's something different about you two. And I think it's because we have finally gotten to the place where we are really one. You know, when we get married, it's the two shall become one. And I think we often, own, well, we limit that to the physical part, but really it's so much better and broader and deeper when you're of one mind, when you are of one values and priorities, when you have empathy for each other. 
Um, and when you really have a deep friendship. So, um, yeah, if I could add to that, yeah. I, it's really, it's interesting that you say that because um, oftentimes when we hear that, the two shall become one, we immediately think, I know I always did, until almost literally, well, really, when you just said just now, the two will become one immediately. Not true. It, two will become one. And it took us a long time to become one. We stuck with it. And that's, that's kind of the, if I had to say I learned anything in this life, our life together is the, the virtue, the value of patience. That if we keep working at it and we keep persevering, it will come. We will become. Yeah, and also patience is one of those virtues where it's not an either you have it or you don't. It's that we're all called to work on patience. And I know that when we first met, when we first got married, you married a very impatient woman. Yes? No comment. <laughs> but but I think you married an impatient man. Yeah. So I think we're all kind of, when we're young, we're kind of impatient. We, we all have to learn how to be patient as life forces us to be patient. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. So what I'm going to share now are the lessons that I've learned in 38 years of what I think a wife needs to be for a husband. So the first one is I think you should not correct him in front of the children. Michael had to teach me this lesson because you know, as moms, we're always correcting, right? We're always saying, don't do that or, you know, pay attention to this. And we forget that our husband is not our child. We are not his mommy. And so we cannot correct him in front of the children. It's humiliating to him and it forces the children to disrespect him. The second thing is that we need to let the children see us be affectionate. Always kiss and hug goodbye. And they need to see that we are connected. I remember you tell the story in um, high school with one of our sons, who shall remain nameless, about when he was being disrespectful to me, what did you say to him? I got right up into his face and I said, look, she may be your mom, but she's my wife first and I will not have you disrespecting my wife. So if this happens again, you'll be answering to me and it won't be pretty. Yeah. Or words to that effect. <laughs> and it's really true. We have to let our children know that we are a unit we are on the same page and we together guide the family. A few more things. Um, give words of appreciation and encouragement. I think Michael talked about that. Um, but I think it's really important for us to do it, for our children to hear us do it. Don't forget, you're teaching your children how to be good spouses. So they're watching you and they're listening. So you want to make sure that you are showing appreciation and encouragement to your husband. And I remember when all the children were little, as dad would leave for work, they would say, have a good day, daddy, make lots of money. <laughs> and it was just fun because they were encouraging him. And I, I remember at some point he came to me and said that when he left the home with the children all loving and, and um, being affectionate with him, and when he came home with the children who ran to greet him were the best parts of the day. You know, it's true that, and I always appreciated that you um, rallied the kids to uh, send me off 
on a high note and to welcome me home. But I, along the lines of what you did say, it was always important for me to be the, to make sure that you were the first one I greeted when I got home, and the, and the first and last person I said goodbye to in the morning, and it's for the kids to see that that, that we had that priority between ourselves. Right. Okay. Um, and prayer. We need to pray together as spouses, and then we also need to develop our own personal prayer life. And, you know, in that own personal prayer life, that's where you take your worries, your disappointments with your spouse, your concerns, your anger, and you just lay it out for God. Don't call your best girlfriend and lay it out for her. Take it to prayer and talk to God about it. Give it all to him. You know, St. Monica is known for the saint that cried all the time when she prayed. And there were just times when I went to my prayer and I just cried. And I just asked God to give me the grace and give me the wisdom to know how to proceed. Another thing that is really hard for us moms to do is to let dad be dad. My children, our children, have some great memories when mom left and dad was in charge. Because dads do things differently. And that's okay. In fact, you want them to have those special memories with their dad. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, know his love language. And even if it is not your love language, try to meet him with his love language. So just this past Father's Day, I got Michael. He wanted some deck. We got a new deck. He wanted some deck furniture out there so that at night we could sit out and pray the rosary. And I'm like, sure, that sounds great. I was thinking like one night, <laughs> but he likes to spend time with me. And actually, I'm really enjoying going out there, saying the rosary together and spending time together. And then I think the final thing for a long and happy marriage is to be committed. As Michael mentioned, um, there's patience that we all have to learn to be who we are and also learn how to become one. But you have to be committed. If divorce is ever an option, you've already opened the door a little bit. So be committed. Know that in that long road, you'll become fully human and fully connected, and you will really experience what it means to have your marriage be your path to sanctity. Okay, Michael, on the... Do you have anything else to say? <laughs> okay. Um, so the last part is how to raise happy, faith-filled children. Your thoughts? You know, I think you touched on it a little bit uh, before about being, um, well, being totally committed to each other. I think our children need... To, the most important thing our children need as parents is to see us in love and to see us committed to each other. There's a great deal, you know, we live in a society now or in a culture where divorce is quite common, where, where a marital breakup, or, or where just um, there's a lot of distance between spouses, even if, even if uh, they're, they're holding it together. That causes a lot of trauma to children, a lot of stress and a lot of strain. And I think that the, the first and most important thing we can do for our children is to cultivate our marriage, to work at our marriage to be very much in love with each other and to show them that we are in love with each other because that gives them a great sense of, of security and safety, especially when they're smaller. 
especially when they're smaller. And then as they get older, I think what they see in that is the beauty and the joy that is possible in marriage. And they see us working at it um, and the ways that we work at it. It teaches them how to have a successful marriage as well. Or really successfully, even if they, their vocation is something other than marriage, to, to persevere and to work and to strive uh, for that, that sense of uh, generous self-giving. So that would be, um, I think that's the most important thing. Um, I also think that, um, especially in the category of raising up faith-filled children, I really think that, that the husband, the dad, needs to take a very strong leadership role in cultivating the faith of their children and demonstrating and witnessing to the children the importance of faith. You know, there's a lot of statistical studies that show that uh, the, the, the risk at which children are when their dad is not, con is not connected with the faith, and it's only the mom. Now, certainly there are instances where moms do a great, great job and, they, and they, they raise their children in the faith. I, you mentioned St. Monica before, and so any, anybody who's, any wife who's struggling with maybe a, a husband who's not stepping up to the plate in this area should take a, take, take a page from St. Monica who just prayed fervently for her husband and also for her son. I think Bishop Sheen said something to the effect that the role of women in society is to civilize men. And I think that, um, I think that in this area of faith, that is, a, that is something that uh, wives can, can give to their husbands as a great gift, not only for the sake of their husband, but also for the sake of their children. Our children need to, to see in us as parents our firm commitment to, in really practical day-to-day -day ways, those things that we profess in our, in our religious faith. Perhaps one of the more most important things in terms of witnessing to our faith is that we witness to a joyful faith. And I know you've talked about this in, in some of your um, podcasts, Janet, the bright and cheerful home. Um, you, you talk about you know, some of the goofy things I did with the kids. You, you didn't always have the luxury of, of being cut up with the kids. And, and I was just, as you said at one point, maybe one of the children. <laughs> Um, and that was my way of bonding with them after always not seeing them all day long when you had all kinds of opportunities during the day, for better or for worse, for discipline or not. Um, I think that we, you and I both know that in the life of our children, the fact that we really worked hard at being joyful Christians has really kept them uh, from, from uh, losing their faith. We have, one, we have one son in particular who went to a dark place for a period of time and he, he himself told us afterward that what brought him back was that he knew he could come home and laugh and that we would always be here to to love him and that we would always be able to make him laugh and we showed him our joy as a family. Finally, I guess I think the most one of the most important things we can do for our children as parents is to be genuine friends with them. And I know you've talked about this, I think, in, in the podcast in, in the past. But, I, you know, I'll echo that. I think, you know, I were, we're pretty much in agreement on most of these things. But I don't know, when I was growing up, I don't know what your experience was, but the relationship between parents and children was very, um, uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't a relationship of friendship. Maybe we didn't understand. Maybe we've lost a sense of friendship in our society. But friendship is, is really to respect the other person and to, you know, will the good of the other person and to do do something about it. And in the context of our children, um, that friendship means that we, 
you know, we're a special kind of friend. We're a parent friend. We're not a buddy. We're not, we're not you know, we don't, you know, we don't hang out at the mall or whatever. Um, we can't be that kind of a friend. We can't be a pal, but we can be a friend who speaks the truth sometimes and sometimes hard truths, but always with love and always with the knowledge that even the hard things that we have to say, the difficult things, they know that it comes from a place of love and care and concern for their, their best, uh, for their good. And um, I think that, I, I, th I know we can say, you and I, we can say that we are our children's best friends on a one to, you know, individual basis for each of them. Uh, they know that we um, are people that they can come to with anything. And that we'll always be there for them, we'll always support them, we'll always try to help them. Okay, anything else you want to say? Anything else you want to add? He's He has added some things and I am editing out, but anything else that you want to say, Michael? It's all yours. Happy anniversary, I love you. Happy anniversary, I love you. Thanks for being here. I probably will never have a guest again. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. I really appreciate it. Love you. Love you. All right, everyone. Take care. Have a great week. Do you have a life coach who helps you be the woman you want to be? The woman God has called you to be? Who helps you sort through your marriage or parenting difficulties and helps you create the mindset you need to embrace your vocation with joy and gratitude? If you're looking for a coach, I would be so honored to help you. Email me at Janet at FindingJoyInMotherhood.com.